Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, let's talk to uh, our next guest, Brandon Graham, who is with us every single Tuesday at this time, brought to us by Primo Hoagies. Be like Brandon Graham. Make your game day epic with a uh, party tray from Primo Hoagies. Online, of course, at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a primo. Primo, we welcome BG, Brandon Graham, to the show. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning. Brandon, a lot to do here. Let's start with this. After the game, you were very optimistic in your presentation of what you think this can still become. And I'm wondering, do you really believe that or are you saying that for the purpose of trying to lift a down team right now? Well you know what? I'm 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 the I'm the one that's gonna always try to find the positive in it because, you know, when everybody's all this and all that, man, I done seen a nine and seventeen when I first got here in the league, the Giants go out when uh Coughlin, I mean he was about to get fired and go out and win it all. All you gotta do is have a slither of belief. And I know when we get to the playoffs it's going to be zero, zero. And at the end of the day, it's about, hey, everything didn't matter at that point. We made it. We made the goal of getting to the playoffs the next, uh, uh, and that's what the, that's what it is right now. Yeah, we got some issues, and we and we only got uh, one more game to get it right, you know what I'm saying, before it's one and done, you know what I'm saying? But I don't believe it's going to be one and done. I believe that, you know, it's just it's, everything is fixable. It's just all about a decision we all got to make, and we all got to look at ourselves in the mirror, and I, I believe that we're going to do that when uh, – when all marbles on the line. Well, Brandon, I, you know, it goes without saying, I totally respect, totally respect your focus there. It strikes me like others aren't of that mindset right now. Do you feel that you are in a fractured environment these days? Well, you know what? That's the best thing about being a leader. I wouldn't want everything to be, be all crazy. I mean, be all you know, nice because last year was all nice and what we do. We ain't get no ring from it. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather go through some stuff and, and be able to problem solve as we do because that's what we do on that field. We problem solve. We problem solvers in our job on trying to figure out what the team's going to do and what they do. You know what I'm saying? And so I know that uh, it's just all about communication, talking with each other. You know, most of this, most of the time when people got issues, it's just because of, you know, communication issues, you know what I'm saying, of, of what they really feel. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's on us. It's always on us, like we talk about. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm up for the challenge because, I mean, man, I ain't signed up to be a captain for no reason, you know. And I know I got four or five, six other guys, you know what I'm saying, that uh, that's going to help me out. Uh, but I know that, man. I still believe in, hey, if all I need is some crumbs, and I'm telling you I'm going to turn this to, to a cake, 
And so that's what I that's what I need. I just need some belief from some of the guys, you know, to help me with all the stuff that's going on. Because at the end of the day, man, we ain't get here for no reason. And I'm so excited because I mean, who who wanted who wanted easy? I want I want to be able to put that finger up and be like, yeah, ring me when it's that time. But I know we're gonna put have to put that work in, and we're gonna have to stay believing in each other. And so I know that you know I'm feeling good, man, because I'm 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 excited because I know that uh, I'm gonna give it everything I got to make it right. Uh, so that we can we can go out there and, and prove everybody wrong. Because underdogs, man, that's what we do. That's what we thrive on. And I feel like I'm glad to get back to that. How much harder, Brandon, was it playing against a coach who really knew you guys in, in Jonathan Gannon? Did you notice that made it tougher during the game? You know what? I mean, that's part of the game. You know, you got guys that's, that's been under um, – that's been here that know – what you do, they're paying attention. Even the people that's here now that, that's going to leave, I'm sure they're planning, planning ahead just in case if they got to see us again. And they know that, uh, you know what I'm saying, that they know how certain guys coach and think and all that. So that's that's the advantage that you that you get uh, if you remember those things. Not saying that, you know, that's – I mean, we, we got to just execute at the end of the day too uh, because uh, in the beginning, the first half, I mean, we was doing good. It's just all about – you know our, our second half uh, effort or what we what we let up as a defense, and it's something that we ain't proud of, proud about, and we definitely gonna get it fixed. Uh, but you know we do know uh, that's part of the game. It's part of the game. Well, how you you said after the game that this defense is close. Uh, is that what you were talking about? Like the, the the first half, it 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 you know hey you guys were up. It was twenty to six. It, you guys were were cruising, and then the second half happened. What what do you need to do better? To prevent that now, second half, you know what? It's it's, it's staying like you know. I know. I mean, I just think it's it's a focus you got to have for sixty minutes. And I'm not saying that we wasn't focused, but you know, it's just it's just like little things. Like you know, uh, I know that that last drive, uh, the missed tackle by Avante. I know he's gonna make that the next time. You know, what I'm saying the miss the missed tackles on. Um, you know, we on the running back. You know, we let him. We it was too much leaky yardage, and then he was breaking through the the arm tackles. You know, all that stuff. You know, it's it was it was a lot of stuff that we can. That's all uh, coachable. And you know, I just think it's you know just to keep the focus, just to keep the focus. You know, on on everything. You Brandon, know, just got to keep the focus. Brandon Graham with us here. By the way, it's ninety four WIP HD one Philadelphia as we broadcast from the Taste of Cake Studio. BG with us here. Brandon seventy sacks last year. For the defense, third most in NFL history, so much less this year. Why? Why has it been so much harder for you guys to get home this year? Well, you know what? Um, we just strength for the team. So, and I know that everybody, everybody, all, um, everybody has, you know, planned to take us out the game. And then when we do get a chance, you know, some of the running back, I mean, the quarterbacks, you know, have gotten away or escaped the pocket. I know. Uh, we had our chances uh, a couple times against Kyler Murray. I mean, just looking at some of the guys we done played from, you know, just even like, um, you know, you got a Dak who escaped on us a couple times up the middle. I mean, it's just, it's 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 a collective uh, collective thing. Uh, but we know that we we the targets in these games, and so and so I think that um, everything is just you know right there for us, and we just got to stay coming because we always getting chipped hit. Hassan be going through it, all that stuff. Like, you know, everything. And I try to keep the guys in the game, stay focused because we know. I mean, we showed what we did last year. And so I just know that you got to keep coming because, man, it's, it's, 
it's it's right there for us. And as soon as your opportunity open up, you got to be there for it. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? Because everything ain't going to be um, you know, cupcakes and rainbows. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. Uh, it's going to be some hard grinding work. And, I mean, man, I, I'm going to choose us every time because I believe in us. And I know we believe in us. Brandon, walking off that field the other day, did you think about that it may be your last game ever at Lincoln Financial Field? Uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I ain't there yet. Like, I ain't there yet on, on that because I know the season ain't over with. So, hey, whatever we got to do. I mean, I'm just trying to end the season off right. I ain't really thinking about, you know, my future. I'm, I'm trying to capitalize on what's going on right now because, man, next year going to look different, I mean, for, for everybody. And you're gonna have new faces, new 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 um new rookies coming in and all that. So um I know for me I'm trying to finish this the right way. Brandon, I wanna um ask you a question. I, I feel pretty confident I know what you're gonna say, but I wanna hear it because I'm fascinated by this. Do you believe that the spirit of this football team is not broken? I, I believe that this spirit is 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 a is when you're talking about broken. It's a choice. It's a choice that people got to make, the sacrifice that you got to make. And so I believe in my team that they're going to make the sacrifices that, that need to be done to finish off this season. Do they believe yeah. in others, though? Like, you believe in them, but do they believe in their teammates and their coaches? You, you know what I'm going to say. Yes, they believe in them. You know what I'm saying? If they frustrated, yeah, of course, we lost. Who, who wouldn't be frustrated? But belief, that's that's a different that's two different things. So I believe that they do believe it's just frustration of stuff not happening the way, you know, certain stuff that, you know, people used to happen. And so you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that's just two different things, but I think they still believe it's just more frustration. Brandon, I've told you this before after some losses, I'll say it again. I greatly admire how you how you handle these situations. And I know they're not the easiest questions to answer. Uh, but I admire the way you do it. Brandon, have a great rest of the day. Good luck, obviously, in, uh, in the game it. versus New York. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. All right, there he is, Brandon Graham. See, that's to me right there. That's a master class that A.J. Brown could learn from. There's a, there's a way to take on probing questions that you really don't want to have to answer with, without shining a greater spotlight on you. You don't have to say everything that you know, right? But but you should say something because when you don't, it makes you look it makes you look like part of the problem. And I'm convinced that and, and again, believe me, AJ Brown's theatrics is 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 not the highest thing on my list of issues. The highest thing on the list of issues for me is Nick Sirianni, who by the way we'll talk to at eight forty today. But but AJ Brown, the way he's handling it's not great. Let's listen to Seth Joyner. Seth um, on on the on the show yesterday um, with uh, who was it yesterday? Rob Ellis and Rob Ellis and Jack Fritz and Jack yep. and uh, you know he he Seth got into the big picture on this Eagles thing. Start starts with the last game, but then kind of big pictures it. Here's here's Seth yesterday. I think yesterday is right there with any of the worst regular season defeats I can remember. <laughs> where do you, where do you fall on that one? Well, I think that's an understatement. You know, this team has just shown all season long that they just, you know, they've been searching. And something's been off and something hasn't been right all season long with this football team. And, um, you know, finally I think we can all agree that, you know, this team isn't what we thought it was. You know, and there's got to be some internal things that's going on 
that's causing this. It's hard to go from a team um, that went to the Super Bowl and came within three points. And I get there's some talent deficiencies, but there's something larger going on behind the scenes that we can't see. No question. But we can feel it. We know it. We sense it. Look, again, the four main things as I see it, defensively deficient to a tremendous degree. Second, offensive schematic flaw. I mean, just it's Chip Kelly 2015 all over again. What works no longer works, and they don't do things different. Number three, faith in the coach has eroded amongst some players. Uh, that's crystal clear. A.J. Brown thinks speaks volumes about that. And number four, and I know Brandon Graham just said otherwise, but I believe it. I believe the spirit of the team is broken. Let's go to Mike right now. Mike, you're on WIP. Healthy New Year, my friend. Well, a healthy, because, a healthy thanks, New Mark. Year to you. you it said, is good. I like that. Better healthy. than happy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No one's happy. Because happy doesn't exist right now. That's true, man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm, I've been trying to think about how to articulate my feelings, and we all are. Like, remember the school? Remember the schoolhouse bully? Joe, I know you do. You know, like, they Dude, were, I, like, beat they that, were I beat that guy's ass. <laughs> Whoever the bully was, he went the bully after DeCamera met him. All right? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I'm the guy that goes. In, I'm the guy that goes to jail, and picks a fight day one with the 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 meanest, toughest guy. <laughs> then he ain't the meanest, toughest guy anymore. The world is so upside <laughs> down that I'm going to actually believe you. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like we were the bully. We went to the Super Bowl. We almost won. We come out of the gate. We are the bully, and then we and then we got beat up on the school ground in front of the world by the Niners, and then everyone's like. Huh, the bully ain't so tough. And now anybody and everybody think they could whoop our butts, and they're probably right. I think there's, so, like, I think there's something to be said for that. I agree with you. There's boxing you know, like, analogies it, there. There's, there's Tiger analogies after, after Tiger went through what he went through 08, 09, 2010, when, when yeah. players weren't afraid of him anymore. I, I, I think there is some of that. Correct. And, and Joe, you know, like, yeah, there's a couple games left. I, I, I mean, I'm done with this season. I'm already looking into next year. Like, this, this is this is not salvageable this year, in, in my estimation. So it's like, what what does the future hold? And if Nick, who and I've been such a loud supporter of Nick, and it pains me to say this, if he can't right this ship in the next two weeks, he has to go. Because if you're not calling plays, if, if you're saying on record multiple times, this is my offense, and the offense is a high school offense, you're not calling plays, and if you lose a locker room as the leader of men, what are you? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you, Mike. I so, agree. You know, it's just it, this is just so. I can't even say it's painful. I'm so despondent, and I know we all are. Like we like we're we're we're, bo- we're devoid of emotions at this point because we. This, this wasn't well, you, Mike, you know what the you know what the other issue, man, and and, and great call, very thought provoking, and we'll get into this more, I'm sure, in the off season, which unfortunately, believe it or not, could begin as soon as. 11 days from now, if they play on a Saturday and get zipped out, they're done, okay? Um, Part of what I think is so weird about all this is how much it runs counter to how we had started thinking as as a fan. This doesn't fit fit the positive feeling that had largely been in the air over the last couple of years in, in not just Eagles sports, Philadelphia sports. The Flyers were on their own island. They stunk. Now, somehow they've become pretty good, and we'll see how long that lasts. Um, but like we became accustomed to believing not only the Eagles are good, but likable, fun, vibrant, 
cutting edge. You know, and, and now it's like, what do we got here? And built to last. And built to last. Right? And built to last. <laughs> Come on. And built to last. That's another, you're right. You're right, James. 215-592-9494. Nick Sirianni at 840. Needless to say, we got a lot of questions for him. We'll talk to the Eagles head coach at 840 about his job security and more. And how is he going to fix it? That's at 840. Phone calls throughout the show, 94 WIP. Hey, NFL regular season obviously wrapping up soon. Now, there is still time to get in on the regular season action with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook, and then crank it up for the postseason. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So many different ways to bet. And, of course, the next game, Philadelphia and New York. Again, uh, Philly a decent-sized favorite, although it just (laughs) doesn't feel great. You know what I'm talking about. Look, you can get in on that game or any of these games with FanDuel Sportsbook at FanDuel.com slash Hammer. That's FanDuel.com slash Hammer to bet this or any game with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP and the official partner of the NFL. Lock in your better bets with FanDuel.com slash Hammer. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie, Sirianni in 20 minutes. We'll see what he says. It's a mess. It really is. Today's Twitter poll question of the day is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. They wish their employees, customers, and WIP listeners a healthy and happy new year. You can find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Today's question, do you think there is a legitimate chance Nick Sirianni will be fired after this season? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Essentially, what we're trying to figure out is, do you think the firing of Sirianni is on the table as a possibility? I believe it is. I certainly did not think it was three weeks ago. I started thinking, eh, maybe. You know what I really started thinking it, it was really maybe? I'll tell you exactly the moment. It was the sideline spat at the end of the Giants game. When he's yelling at Hassan Reddick, he's yelling at Devontae Smith, he's yelling at some assistant coach. I'm like, what is going on here? What wow! The, what in the See, world is going on? The way on? that I viewed that was a hey, I'm closest with Devontae, the the oh, wide receivers. Not at all. I'm going to be jabbing back and forth. Hey, look at that! Told you we were going to pull it out. Nope. I, I looked at it more or less. The game as hung like in a, the balance. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't decided. Yeah, at that it wasn't point. decided. And and then when Devontae said what he said after the game about the offense, 
And I thought, wow, something is just really off here. And then to see them play the way they did versus Arizona, and then more comments that were said or not said by various players, and A.J. Brown's demonstrative um, body language on the field, walking off the field. The glare. When, when was the glare? Was that the, the Giants game? Before the uh, before the outburst, the AJ standing on the sideline, and you just see him looking down a row of of players and coaches, and his eyes are fixed wow. on on Nick. I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, that yeah. was when he was yelling at Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. and the linebackers coach, and then Devonte came over and said something, right. mm-hmm. and he started barking at him, and then just got out of the quarter eye. You see AJ kind of sidle up and is like side eyeing him. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, it's it's the videos available. See, I, the, yeah. to me, Laurie and Howie are going to sort of have to, and it could be going on now. They got to do an investigation. Like, what's going on? What's going on with my football team? Why are we fractured? And if they determine that the fracture relates to the head coach and messaging that no longer works or a scheme that no longer works and he refuses to adjust when players give input and he doesn't adjust, like, then I think the head coach will be gone. Honest to God, I think he could be gone even if they beat Tampa Bay in the playoffs. They beat Tampa Bay in the playoffs and get to the second round. Every player is trying to add input, though. If they get smoked by 20 points, yeah, but every player doesn't count the same. A.J. Brown's A.J. Brown. I get it. He's not, not, you know. I I think that your idea that A.J., you know, adding ideas and being issued and now that's Well, they don't do anything anything different. They certainly haven't. So, let me put it this way. I'd be disappointed in A.J. Brown if he's not – providing input to coaches. Hey, guys, let's try this. Mm-hmm. But we know this. They don't do anything different. They just keep doing the same nonsense. Right. Hey, by the way, in the midst of obviously, you know, a, a, a tough day as it relates to the Eagles and a tough feeling, especially knowing where it could be headed for the next couple months. I mean, this could be topsy-turvy. And as James pointed out, we had become accustomed to believing the Eagles were built to be good for a number of years. And now it's like, whoa, big time. Um, but I will give you some good news from over the new year. Um, Charlie Manuel put out a great photograph, New Year's Day, just a great photograph, and from his Twitter account. And it says, Happy New Year. I'm looking forward to 2024 like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, it's Charlie on a couch, and he's just, uh, he's just, he, he looks good. He looks, he looks, he looks healthy. He looks happy. He does look healthy. I'm showing John looks this picture. Solid. He looks solid in this photograph. So, in the midst of obviously a lot of, a lot of bad stuff with the Eagles. I wanted to, you know, pass on the good Charlie news. He looks he looks good in this photo. Now, sure exactly what's going on behind the scenes, you know, I don't know all those dynamics, but um but he looks he looks good. And and it's and it's good to see him put that out there. All right, your reaction to everything going on with the Eagles again. Nick Sirianni joins us in 15 minutes. Ben in Millville right now. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? I mean, I'm confused and frustrated. You know, I'm not even that. I'm not that confused. I actually think I know what's going on. I think they do. The, I think they do this. I think their defense stinks, and I think the offense is underperforming because they are following Chip Kelly's script of doing in year three the same thing they did in year one and two, and defense is adjusted to it, and they haven't adjusted to the adjustments, and that's it. Yeah, at least you don't see those giant like pegboards on the side with like a number four. You know, like uh, so uh, Chip Kelly used to do or whatever. I'm just telling you, man, uh, there is a simplicity it's, it's, to it's, this it's, that reminds me so much of Jeff. It's incredible. You're exactly, you're exactly right in here. It's a, a, hey, Happy New Year, John T. as well, <laughs> um, and everybody at WIP. Uh, it's great to be, be great to hear you guys back, and you know, uh, you. hopefully this year improves. Maybe all sports and the Eagles can 
figure out a way to turn it around, but you know, who knows? But uh, yeah, exactly right. It's the the best word to describe this is it's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. We know they can be better. We know the team is so much more talented, but like they're 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 not. They're like well, the off- the offenses. The defense is officially yeah, well, yeah. not talented, but the offense is clearly talented enough that they should be putting up big points, and they just don't. Yeah, they're they're not. They're just they're, it's it, 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 it like I said. It's so frustrating. It's frustrating. It's like in the, the uh, you can you can the play calling. It's like it. What the hell, man? Come on. You know, the jaw said it exactly perfect before the game, um, on Sunday. Uh, they're gonna run the ball to establish the pass. Run the ball, establish pass. We had thirty-two rushing yards or something like that for three quarters. Yeah, but they don't run it well when they do. Ben, I'm convinced. By the way, it's not as much play calling as play design. I know they're similar in nature, but they're technically different. I mean, they run the plays that they design to run, and I'm convinced that the design of the plays is what's so messed up. Primarily, wow. primarily. Look. It's some of both. Well, let me ask you, Johnny, yeah. let me ask you a question. And I want you to really give me a, a, a real what you think answer is. Do you, because, you know, obviously they take a big old playbook and they're going to boil it down to a certain amount of plays each game. They say, okay, this is our, these are our plays for this game. And how many plays is that normally? Huh. Is it 50? Is it 60? Hundreds. Hundreds? Yes. For each game? Yes. Okay. Do you think they enter a game with a play in the playbook that they intend to run or think they may run with the quarterback under center and passing the football? Sure. I believe the answer is no. I do not think they go into a Why game. Why would they not? Well, I don't think they did run... one play. Didn't they do that a few games? Like the Giants game, they did a play under center. And he passed the ball? Yeah, there was one play. Okay. I never made a big I don't deal about it on that. Twitter. I believe you. Okay, I believe you. I mean, James, what's funny about if it? So it's one. If so, it's one. A play. Oh, yeah. I know. It was one play. I know because okay. people like, made a big deal about it on Twitter. It's like, wow, well, look at okay. that. Okay. You know? But the no, point no. is, like, it's you one, the, one play. Get, it's, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying. Because yeah. yeah. the things you can do under – I mean, John, I talk about what you can do in the passing game, but you have such greater insight of things you can do in the running game from a design standpoint, different types of running. You can't do – there's no draw from the shotgun. There's no bootleg from the shotgun. There just, there just isn't. Wow. There's no there's no traditional different than the traditional. There's no stuff, traditional yeah. play action pass. There's no traditional screen to When the you're run. under center, you're you're not limited in any way with the way that you can hand the ball to a back. You know, and and if you yeah. have a quarterback who's back 5 yards from the center, then you you you're limited in some of the angles of ball delivery to the running back. Look at the so stuff. you can't do the play action Which, the way you want here's to. Here's what do I'm it. thinking. I'm not thinking Boomer Esiason in 1988 Cincinnati Bengals, who was great at play. I'm not talking him. I'm talking Russell Wilson, 2013 to 2021. I'm talking when Russell Wilson was, and now his Hall of Fame status gets a little shaky here. I still think he's going to make it, but, man, he has hit a brick wall. I mean, if he makes the Hall of Fame, he's going to make it on the first 10 years, not the final five, whatever it's going to be. That guy might be done, okay? But when Russell Wilson was great, and he was great, it was a lot of stuff under center, and you know what it often was? Where's the ball? Does the running back have the ball? Does Russell Wilson have the ball as he comes around the other side? Like, where's the football? And in that second of confusion, there was an advantage for Seattle. And Russell Wilson had legs and he could move. And sometimes he would run past the line of scrimmage. Sometimes he would just he'd pass the ball. But it was deceptive. And this offense isn't deceptive. Well, it's brutal, man. It's, it's just brutal. It's 
trying to be deceptive. It's not fooling anyone. No, it's not fooling anybody. Because it's... they've seen sort of yeah. the way it's going to be. Correct. Often enough that they can predict what what's coming. And here's the deal. Jalen, now's where you have to tweak it a little bit. And Jalen's running is such a lesser threat than it used to be. Defenses are not. Look, I can't tell you for certain, but I feel really confident in this. There's no way, in my opinion, defenses are accounting for the Jalen running the way they used to. He's just he's not as spry. And you guys know my theory. I think he's taken too many hits over too many years, and I think he's a lesser athlete. And it's a shame if that's the case, but I think that's the case. Let's go to Joe in Mayfair. Joe, you're on WIP. Well, it's a happy new year, except for our Eagles debacle team. And, you know, I was watching the Alabama-Michigan game last night, and it seems like the Eagles run a lot of Alabama stuff, and that's pathetic. You know, when it, when your when your talent supersedes coaching, it can make up for a lot of bad coaching when you're healthy and you're younger, and the defense on the other team or the offense on the team hasn't caught up to what you've done. But when you're not as healthy and you're not as young, and you're not getting pressure and all the issues that are going on, you can't keep running the same offensive Correct. defensive schemes when other teams are coaching and seeing it on film and you're not changing it, it's like putting Castellanos in cleanup 45 straight games (laughs) and he's not had a home run and you haven't changed your lineup. I agree. So, By the way, I don't think that relates to the defense, Joe. I don't think it's a defensive scheme issue. Defense is talent. I'm going to explain to you why it is. The talent stinks. Offense is scheme. But but I'll get into yesterday's game, but real quick, when you're asking your front four every single down, to be the only ones to get pressure. When you have five offensive linemen, four defensive linemen, I don't care if you rotate or not. If you're not going to help your front four send pressure or schemes from yeah, different but they're or different petri- But, you know, Joe, they're petrified those young D-backs are going to get burned. And let's be real. They, pro- the they probably would. They probably would. When you coach or play scared, you're going to lose. Well, they should be scared. I mean, I'm scared as a fan sitting there watching it. With like five defensive backs, I didn't even—I never heard of five weeks ago. I don't and, know who and, these and guys are. And that's the spot that we're in now. Correct. If you look at, if you look at uh, Sunday's game, when you have first and twenty, and the answers you get from Sirianni afterwards with the wind and this, when your third and sixteen play is a bubble screen to a running back who has a, a one hundred and seventy pound skinny receiver as your lead blocker. That's all you need to know. That's why AJ Brown's like, huh? I'm six foot three. I'm 225, 230 pounds. I'm chisel, and they won't even throw me the GD ball on a drive that we need to score a touchdown because our defense is a sieve. I agree. I'd be pretty pissed off. I too. agree. You know, you know what, and Joe, we never talk about what we don't often. Joe, good call. We don't talk about this often, but let me bring this on the table. Also, put this on the table as something that. If I'm in that locker room, I'm like, this is weird. All right, I don't know who's a better player between Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. I think it's pretty close. Why does one guy play half the game and the other guy plays zero? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, it, it'd be, James, it'd be like if you had a 270 hitter in baseball and, and a 269 hitter in baseball, and they both play left field, and you played the one guy 162 games and you played the other guy zero games. It was especially I'd be like first off, I'm on Boston Scott. I'm like, all right, I'm really I'm, I'm enough of this. Well, enough. Like, but the, if I'm the other players in the locker room, I'm like, why doesn't the other well, guy ever get 
a there's chance more at all. to this too. In the few chances he gets, he always looks better. Like whether or not he's a better player, when Boston sure. Scott touches the ball, he does things with it. I agree with and you. And Ken Gamewell does it. I mean, they see that, and then it's like, oh, and how about the fact Rashad Penny's active, doesn't touch the ball? Like, why right. has this guy been on the roster all year long? Why is he here? Like, I, what's I the agree. point People of Rashad Penny? The, the first drive, and we knew it was a problem. The people I was watching the game with. It's third and two. Very first drive of the game. They went to Kenny Gainwell and wind up punting yeah. fourth and two for their thirties. And I go, you can't get two yards. I'm going to Kenny Gainwell to get two yards here. Yeah, I mean, so I'm looking at the at the snap count from the other day. Gainwell played 26 snaps, which was fifth. Now it's a small number normally, but the Eagles didn't run many plays. They only had 49 plays. So Kenny Gainwell's 26 snaps represents 53 percent of the Eagles' plays. 53 percent. Boston Scott got zero. I just, I don't, Weird. and then when you ask Sirianni, he'll say, well, Kenny Gainwell's our two. And we're like, okay, but like, number one, why? And number two, so two plays 50% of the game and three plays zero? Like, I get it with A.J. Brown and like the fourth receiver. Yeah, I'm not pulling out A.J. Brown for the fourth receiver. But I'm not playing Kenny Gainwell half the, he's, Kenny Gainwell's not, Kenny Gainwell is a 251 baseball hitter. It's two fifty one. I just, I can't believe I won't play him that much. I can't believe they've moved to where he's getting more reps than Swift. Like that is the surprising part of this whole discussion yeah. to me. Yeah. Like that that has to be a mistake. That you, you Kenny Gainwell. Well, Swift more... Swift to me also looks a little worn down, and I think uh-huh. that's part of it. I think they're trying to manage getting to the finish line of the regular season I to get to the get postseason up slowly a few times this last game. Yeah, he just I mean, if you look at what he did week two, week three, week four, week five, it's it hasn't been anywhere close to that. And by the way, for the purpose and now I'm switching positions here, but for the purpose of both trying something different and also giving Jalen another option at a time when he really does not have many good options. I mean, I'd say right now it really is two A.J. Brown and well, three A.J. Well, two and a half A.J. Brown, uh, Dallas Goddard. And Swift is like a half of an option right now. If Devontae doesn't play, I'm signing Zach Ertz. I know I'm getting nothing from Stolen Calcaterra, Cal- whatever the guy's name is, in the passing year. I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything from Quez. I don't expect much from Julio, though. God bless him. Two touchdowns the other day. That was great. But, I mean, I got to try something. I have to. So I'm signing Zach Ertz. I just, I mean, John, yes or no? You signed Zach Ertz. Yeah, I'm all for it. It doesn't feel like they uh, incorporate new additions in a timely fashion. <laughs> it's just one so, game left. <laughs> you know, like, it does seem like, but it's know, a different. Julio took us about, right. what, a month and a half for him to. But I don't think he's got much left. Touchdowns. And look, maybe Zach Ertz won't have much left. But I know, because look, freaking Leonard doesn't have anything left on defense. Byard's got very little left. So you do run into this with older guys. I mean, I remember when the Eagles signed Richard Dent. And Ray Rhodes like, we got Richard Dent. It's like, yeah, well, no, you didn't get Richard Dent. You got a dented player from 15 years of greatness, and he's no good anymore. I mean, I remember when Tom Chambers played for the freaking Sixers. I mean, no one remembers that. I remember it. Right, but you get my my, my point. Okay? But, like, the thing about Zach Ertz is I got to try something. And and, and I cannot go in the absence – and I know it's different position than Devontae, but I need options that – I have some degree of faith in. I have no faith in Quez Watkins. Like, it, Quez Watkins, guys, has played one play in two games. 
So if Devontae can't go, I can't put Quez Watkins out there for 65 freaking snaps in a playoff game. I can't do it. Let's go to Tim in Upper Chichester. Sirianni will join us shortly. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy um, New Year, Tim. Thank you, John. So I haven't had a drink as of Sunday as in 594 days. Good, good and for you, I sat there. Thank you. I sat there and watched two design runs back-to-back to Hertz. A timeout so we could run a screen pass on third and 20, which gained about two yards. And we probably haven't run more than five screen passes the entire year. So if I ever wanted a drink, I sure as hell did that day. Um, you know what, Joe? You want to bring back Zach Ertz? I'm totally cool with it. In that case, let's also bring back Frank Reich and maybe get this offense. Yeah, but you know the issue. But, Tim, Frank Reich doesn't want to leave a freaking couch where he's making – He's probably making $500,000 every Sunday to not coach. <laughs> like, no, why, is, uh, why, why? I mean, why would he want to step into the Ask yourself that, Tim. You're Frank I, I, Wright. You even, really want to go step uh, into this? You because you want to help uh, your friend. No. no. I'm, I'm not even looking at what at, at Frank's uh, motivation. Because you I love just, I'm just saying you want, and you want to help you your want, friend. You want Zach back. I want Frank back. You know what? Here's something I think we need to really, really look at. You know, as, as fans, we get emotional. We fall in love with our quarterbacks. In 2019, we signed Carson Wentz to an extension. At a time, we didn't have to do it. In 2023, we signed Jalen Hurts to an extension. At a time, we didn't have to do it. Okay? We need to start looking at Howie. I'm sorry, we do. Because these decisions that are being made are tying us into long-term contracts, Look, look at Carson's contract, okay? He was signed through this year, okay? We're getting tied into long-term contracts for players that end up not producing. So I don't know what the hell's going on with this team. All I know is it, it, it's getting tiring. This is like having an employee who meets or exceeds expectations all the time, but he's late. He can't get along with other people, and his paperwork's incomplete, okay? Suddenly he doesn't start meeting or exceeding the expectations, and those glaring deficiencies come to light. That is what this team is well, right now. Yeah, listen, Tim, that's part of it, and, and it's a good call there, man. I mean, John, what is the biggest issue in your opinion? Because I was just going to say to Tim, that's there's 15 different issues. The biggest issue. How do you pick one? Sirianni. We're about to talk to him. That's my, that's my answer. How's that for a segue? 215 Hey, Nick. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I mean, I mean it. Look, I think Jalen's regressed. I think the defense has, you know, basically limited talent. I, I think that, you know, they, they got, you know, now a Devontae Smith injury and blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot. All right, let's talk to the Eagles head coach. It's 11-5, uh, and five, but it obviously doesn't feel like 11-5. and five. I mean, it really, really doesn't. Nick Sirianni joins us uh, every single week at this time. He's brought to us by Bud Light. You can pregame with uh, Ava Graham before the Birds game. That's Sunday uh, at, uh, at Jersey's in Glenside. Ava will be giving away signed merchandise and tickets to a future home game. The head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Good morning, Nick. Hey, guys. Hello, Nick. All right, Nick, let's get to it here. Um, are you concerned that you have lost the team? that players or certain players 
are no longer responding to your messaging or approach? No, I'm not concerned about that. What, you know, we're just, we're just looking to get the, get back on the right track. Um, you know, last week against the, the giants got back on the, in the wing column, obviously not, not didn't, didn't happen the exact same way we wanted it to happen, but got in the wind column and then, Hey, we dropped this one this week, you know? And, and the next thing is just to go back to work and I'm not concerned about that. You know, I know, you know, I know the players and the, and the coaches we have on this team, we got great leaders uh, that all we want to do is write the ship. Um, I'm, I'm confident that we can do that. And, and that's where we are right now. Nick is the AJ, the AJ Brown thing, you know, to us on the outside seems very strange. And I wonder this, is he making, suggestions about what you guys can do offensively that you're not implementing. And do you think that is frustrating him? You know, I'm not going to speak for AJ. I, I, I said some things on the media yesterday where, you know, I, about AJ and who he is as a person, you know, he is, he's a great person. He's a great teammate and he's a great player. Um, and I know all those things, those other things about AJ, cause I spent a lot of time with him, a lot of time with him in meeting room a lot of individual time with him as well. Um, and I know he's got a great heart and, um, you know, obviously we're all frustrated at this, at this particular time, again, not going to speculate or share anything on, uh, you know, any conversation that I've had with AJ. I always keep my conversations, conversations private, but we're all frustrated at this, at this time, right? We all want to get out of this rut that we're in and we know we're capable of doing so. Have you guys, have you addressed it with him, Nick? I mean, I understand you don't want to talk about specifics. I respect that. But are you guys on the same page? Have you spoken in the last 48 hours? Like I said, like I said, we talk all the time. And, yes, we've spoken in the last 48 hours. um, And I'm going to keep my relationship and my my conversations with AJ uh, private um, because, you know, I'm not going to share any conversation that I have with any of the players uh, with anybody but us because that's the – that's what you do, you know, with the coach-player uh, player relationship. And so, um, again, I know who he is. I know who, how is, what his heart. I, I know he's got a great heart and great teammate. Uh, and, you know, we're all frustrated right now. So how do you fix that broken emotional connection? Uh, and, and also, how much of a distraction can that be to the rest of the team when one of your best players is constantly showing Dis- disapproval and frustration with the way the game's going. Yeah, again, you know, you guys are speculating on what he's upset with and all those different things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, AJ, again, makes so many plays for us. AJ does so many things for us. And as a, as a captain, you know, uh, the, the things he does for the team um, and his teammates. Um, so you're seeing uh, a portion of it, and, and you're not seeing obviously the entire the entire picture. Um, and so again, the I don't think anything's broken, right? I don't think anything is broken. Um, again, we just all want to get we're all frustrated, and we all want to get this bad uh, bad taste out of our mouth. Nick Sirianni here with us. You know, Nick, seeing the offense stall out at times, and the first and twenty sequence obviously is a, a prime example. Do you think about now doing more things differently, varying it up more than you have chosen to earlier in the season? You know, obviously, anytime it, it doesn't go as planned, as far as let's talk about that that drive, um, you think to yourself as coaches, what what can we have done differently? And so, you know, obviously, the plays that we ran, it, you know, we got ourselves into a first and 20, you know, off of the first play. And the plays that we ran right there, 
work. So you always think, all right, well, what's gonna what what is going to work here? And you and you think to yourself, you know, what can we do differently? So that's that's in our thought process at all times because that's part of our process, right? And so it's it is just that like. Okay, if something here is not working, we try this. If something there is not working, we try that. And so, again, that's just part of your daily process of how you go about coaching football. Um, you know, what's working, uh, repeat it and, and, try to, and try to do it even better uh, with different looks. What's not working, you know, either is it, you know, fix it, whether it's something how you're coaching it, something how we're executing it, or something that you have to do completely different. So that's always in our thought process and, you know, uh, moving forward here. Nick, it's week 17 and we're still having some substitution and personnel issues. Why is that still occurring? Yeah, sure. Obviously, when they occurred in the game, obviously can't happen. Again, I'll always accept the responsibility of that, um, of when there's a communication issue or a substitution error. Um, always. That's always going to be on, on me first as the, as the head coach. Um, but you know, to to say that they're never going to happen just because you're in week 17, I think is unrealistic. I think you've seen that across the league. Um, do we want them to happen? Obviously not, and obviously not in, in situations like they happened in the other day. But you know, this is football. There are mistakes that are made, and they and they ha- and they happen. But we got to clean it up. And the first person to look at on all those things is always me. Your biggest play was 23 yards. Uh, the offense, it just didn't create those explosives. Why? Yeah, different ways the defense is, defense is playing um, on, you know, how they're keeping a cap on the defense, different things like that. We were able to get some things in the run game. We consider explosive plays. Um, when we look at our stuff, we, we consider things that are plus 16 in the pass game and plus 10 in the run game, knowing that those can change the way – you score points there. Um, and so, you know, again, um, different things, the way the ball, sometimes you have to go the long way down the field. And it's felt like that this year, right? We've been, we've had to go the long way down the field where explosives haven't been, you know, a staple for us as they have in the past. Um, you know, and that, and our guys are able to go the long way down the field, but you always want to try to hit explosives. And you're always thinking how we can get those, how do we can get those done? 23 yards was our longest play of this game. Um, you're not going to always have a, you know, the 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 big one for a home run, but you know we also know that we have to com- we have to create more explosive plays on the offense, right, to be the type of offense we want to be. Nick Sirianni here. Nick, the front four last year did an incredible job. I mean, the 70 sacks was something to see. It was amazing. Why this year is the front four not getting home? Yeah, di- again, same same types of things that you know you can look at with. Um, offensively with the explosives, right? The way teams are playing, right? So sometimes, like in this this last game in particular, they chose to run the ball, um, obviously, as we saw. And, you know, not getting sacks there at when, when that happens and also getting the ball out of their hands quick. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and then also using u- using help, uh, getting less guys out on the route and using more help in the, on the protection. And so I think th- that we've seen some of those things uh, throughout the year of, you know, the way teams are, are, are attacking and the way teams are, you know, putting their resources into stopping, you know, the pass rush guys that we have. Um, again, there's different ways to, to counter that. You know, we're, we're trying everything to, to counter that, obviously, to be able to get pressure on the quarterback because we know how important that is. Nick, there's a lot of us shocked that it's at this point. Are you shocked? No, no. Shocked? I don't think. I don't. I don't think that way. 
Um, I think about where, you know, where we are um, and how we're going to get out of this rut. You know, I don't, I'm trying to be exactly right where I am right now. How do we get this team and the, and the coaches playing and coaching to the best of our abilities, myself included, right? And then how are we going to beat the, the New York Giants? I don't think in past tense. I don't think in future tense. I'm thinking right where we are right now. Nick, has team spirit eroded? Um, no, I, I don't. I don't believe so. Again, we're all we're all committed. We know we have the right people in this building to, you know, accomplish everything we want to accomplish. There's a lot of teams that that would love a, a playoff uh, ticket, right? We got one, and we know that anything's possible when you get into that moment. You know, again, our our goal right now is to get out of this rut and have a good game uh, against the New York Giants here on on Sunday. Um, but, you know, we know that all our goals that we want to accomplish are in front of us. You know, have it, has it went the way we anticipated it? No. Um, but, you know, especially these last four or five weeks. But we know our goals are, are in front of us, and we want to play good football this week leading into the playoffs. How important is that, Nick, to, to enter the playoffs feeling good about the way you're playing, feeling uh, like you're a little bit on a roll? And how do you try to facilitate that right now in, in week 18? Yeah, obviously it's always important that you that you leave every game with a good taste in your mouth, but also knowing that you can get better all right, from any mistakes that you have made in each game. And so, you know, that it, it's always important, right? And not, not just because you're going into the playoffs, but also because you want to – every time you go out in that field, you want to coach and play to the best of your abilities and put a good product on the field because you know everybody's watching. And so, again, it goes back to our process of – you know, some of the questions you asked earlier, how, you know, if this didn't work, why, you know, how about this? Well, that's exactly what we're thinking. That's how we're trying to facilitate it. And, and that's where we are right now. Nick, if Devontae Smith can't go, particularly in a playoff game, does, even though it's a different position, does that make you more inclined to consider signing Zach Ertz to have another option in the passing game? You know, obviously, you know, not, not we're, we're going to see where Devontae is here. Um, you know, especially tomorrow, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, how long, all those different things, where we are, everything. We, we look at everything uh, always and what is the best for the football team. I know this, that Devontae Smith is tough, is tough as heck, and he'll do everything he can do to get back uh, on that field. And I've seen him do that for the past three years. Um, and so I know if there's a way for him to be on that field, he's going to be on that field, and we know how important that is um, to have him out there. Nick, you last spoke publicly about 18 hours ago, and you left open the possibility of maybe not playing all starters versus the Giants to try to maybe rest guys and and have them full systems go for the the playoff game. Uh, You're going to be playing at the exact same time as the Dallas Cowboys, 425 Sunday. 18 hours later, have you made a determination on that, or are you still open-minded that could go either way? Yeah, you know, obviously still thinking through all those different things. Um, you know, today's the day where we talk, you know, obviously yesterday was the review of the game. Yesterday was the introduction into the into the Giants on first and second down. We'll continue first and second down today and, and do some third down today as well. And then we'll talk about actives, inactives, what our thought is uh, there. And so those conversations – have yet to be had. Um, I, it is important that we play that we play a good football game. You know, as we mentioned earlier, um, and it's important that you know we get out of the rut that we're in. So you know, again, all things are always considered. Um, we're going to always look through everything, 
um, just like we do in, you know, preparing for a team. We're going to look through everything and getting our team better as, you know, as far as personnel goes. And we're also going to look through everything at what's best for the team. And so those, those conversations have still will have yet to happen and, and will happen here uh, a little bit later today. Nick, I can't imagine a month ago you were of this mindset, but I'll ask you now, are, are you worried about your future in Philly, that it may not last much longer unless the team plays much better soon? No, I don't, I don't think about those things. Again, I try to stay right where we are right now. Um, again, you know, how, how we play good football this week against the Giants, you know, how do we fix some of the things that – that we got going on right now, you know, that's where my, my focus is. And that's where, where I'll be, you know, obviously the rest of this week. Nick, good luck versus the giants. And obviously um, perhaps more important than even that, trying to get things on, on the right track for the postseason. Uh, good luck to you, Nick. And thanks for, for joining right. the show today. Thanks guys. Okay. Thanks, All right, Nick. Got it. There he is. Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni. Um, sort of as I expected, um, James, your reaction to what you just heard. Yeah, look, I, I think he he kind of went around certain things that as expected, and I look, he I don't know what else he's going to say there. He's not going to tell you that he's not confident in the team. He's right. not going to tell you that the season's over. He's not going to tell you the spirit of the team's broken. Yeah, of although course. I think it is. It might be. I mean, it looks like it is from from our perspective. Right. So you know, I, I think it was about what I expected. You know, from from him at least. You know, the irony is this is really ironic. I think he's gotten much better publicly at presenting himself in press conferences and interviews while I think his coaching has gone down. It's, uh, it's I like, totally agree. It's like a flip of the, the beginning of Nick. It's, it's, and it's a strange dynamic. 215-592-9494. Man, he's just in such a tough spot right now. And and I after But it's of his own there, making, John. I, I agree with you. Do different plays. I, I am empathetic to some degree because I the the Picture in my mind. I'm not. A.J. Brown staring through him on that sideline. It's going to be so hard to get through to a diva wide receiver like that when it matters. Like, A.J. Brown needs to be buttoned up and locked in this week for us to, you know, play good football. He's a huge part of how our offense functions. I agree. And he's now on a completely different page than the head coach, the guy who's trying to put this offensive plan together i agree like they need but, to be bigger men than than what they're being right now this is interfering with the team's potential for excellence this season look i wish i and we really truly knew the extent to which yeah. aj brown's being a diva or trying to be a constructive True. employee to help the team be problem solvers right i mean they i really to, you're you're right you're right we and we don't know and and maybe maybe it's possible Nick Sirianni's being diva-esque. It's possible I don't know someone else is creating problems. It's possible Jalen Hurts has now that you know he's gotten all this money. He's becoming more difficult. We don't know the details. We know that it's messy, and they got one week to figure out how to look good while playing football. And we also know and, on a team that really doesn't anymore have that many good or great players. I mean, they were great players are falling out of trees last year. They have so many. This year, it's much less. They might have just lost one of their five or six best players in Devontae Smith. Yeah, it looked to me like he is. The the way that he was See, rolled up, that looked high ankle through and through. But using saying, him to block on a screen to Kenny Gainwell. On third and whatever 20, it was. Or, yeah. Brilliant. It's, it's, I mean, I got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Let's pass the ball down the field, try to get a first down. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.